Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast. My name's Joe Mewis, I'm your host here at Leeds Live and I'm joined by my colleague Berin Cross. Berin, how are you doing? Very well, thank you Joe. Yes, uh, things are starting to actually happen now this summer. We've, we've had a few announcements. Um, today, of course, uh, we're recording on the 21st of June. We've had the uh, the fixtures announced, haven't we? We have, yeah. It's always a bit of a staple in the uh, the football fan's summer diary, isn't it? Mm. Um, certainly something people look out for. So... Um, got a few things to talk about but we'll, we'll kick off with the fixtures mm. uh, Leeds United will start uh, on the Sunday that's the 5th of August which seems very early like, it seems like the season considering yes. we've got a World Cup before we know it, it's going to be mid-July this season, season starting. starts far too early um, but yeah kicking off on the 5th of August which is the Sunday afternoon um, a home match against Stoke City um, a bit of a biggie really it is, yeah. It's um, it's, um, it's it's not an easy start by any means. I think if if you you, you couldn't have, have handpicked a tougher opponent um, mm. for a home game, they um, are literally on, on the, the bookies' favourite. They are yeah. the bookies' favourite, and they're clearly ready to spend a bit of money this summer. Gary Rowett's gone there. He's departed Derby County because he knows Derby aren't going to have the money to spend that that he would have wanted. Whereas Stoke are coming down with all those Premier League riches. Mm. So um, I think by the time the season comes around, the Stoke team is going to look particularly strong. They may well lose one or two of the Premier League um, pros that, that we know quite well, the likes of Joe Allen and Giordan Shakiri, Jack Butland, of course. We fully expect sure he'll all be three gone. of those to have, mm. to have moved on. But um, we know they'll have a very competitive championship squad in place, you would think. Yeah. So that's going to be a really big test. And um, it, going into it, it's, um, it's going to be good to see what Bielsa can do. I think whoever we were playing, it's going to be fascinating to see what Bielsa can do. But um, I don't think he could have asked for a much of a tougher start um, without without calling into question the integrity of the league, I think um, <laughs> if you'd had maybe all of last year's top six, including the relegated sides, then maybe you think there was something amiss. But in terms of a, a realistic schedule, that's, um, that's a pretty tough start, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I think um, as you touched on there, it's going to be fascinating to see how Bielsa can get his ideas across. I think in these next, what have we got? Um, it's about six weeks, isn't it, till it starts? So obviously yeah, the, take, um, yeah. the, uh, the the team are due back into training on Monday morning. Um, Three weeks of what sounds like running around, <laughs> getting into yeah. shape, triple uh, double sessions. Triple double sessions. Um, you got the fitness, but then you got the tactical side, which um, his players are going to have to. Uh, it's going to hurt get up brains. to speed. Yeah. It's going to hurt their brains. So, you know, none of this team have played three three one three. If that's what Bielsa yeah. wants to do at Leeds, um, I mean, it's a lot to ask. I think for them for them to hit the ground running, and especially it's Stoke on the first day, and then to be honest, August is is a tough month. We've got. Um, Derby the following weekend away. Obviously, they were a team um, up there, sort of in the playoff mix yeah, this playoffs, season. Yeah. Um, they've got Frank Lampard there, who's uh, of, well, a bit of an unknown quantity when yes, it comes to is, yeah. management. We, we, but we think Derby are going to be a little bit weaker than last year, perhaps. They should, um, but still, still, it's a tough, going to be a tough place to go, as they say. Of course, yeah. Um, that's followed up by Rotherham at Ellen Road, which on paper it's certainly one of the easier games, but it is a bit of a local derby. Um, so again, that could be tough. And then we see our August with um, a bit of a sort of a nasty double header here. We've yeah. got on the Wednesday night, the 22nd, Swansea away. Uh, again, another relegated team, a tough one. Long that'd place a, to go for a Wednesday a night. Way. That's one of the toughest away games of the season. Exactly, yeah. Um, they're just starting to do stuff now that they've got Graham Potter in. Mm. Um, but then hot on the heels of that on the Saturday, so just three days later, it's Norwich City away. So two of the longest um, away yeah. trips in the season within you know a 72-hour period, which mm. um, sort of throws up some logistical questions for Leeds you know would they perhaps look at basing themselves down south for the, for the few days whatever um, and of course for the fans as well it's uh, it's a tough old trip that you know you're coming off the back of uh, the end of the summer holidays if fans yeah. have been away on mm. holiday you know they've 
maybe not got flush with the money there. They've got these two uh, mm. two sort of quite intense away trips. So um, it's it's a tough start. It's a tough August, and then I mean it follows through into September as well. We just we'll just run over some more here. We've got Middlesbrough at Ellen Road on the first of September. Again, playoffs last year tough. Yeah. Uh, international break the weekend after that, but in the middle on the fifteenth, it's Millwall away. Leeds traditionally do horribly at Millwall. Yeah. Um, obviously, they were, they were quite feisty at the end of last year. Millwall, um, Preston, Birmingham City, and Sheffield Wednesday follow. So it's going to be really interesting. I think these, the first two months of the season to see how it, it's going to be pretty important that Leeds, the squad, do get in tune to Bielsa's methods mm. as, as early as possible. I think, isn't it? I think I think that the word we need to think about is, is patience. I think mm. people really do need to manage their expectations on what we're going to expect. Here. I think Bielsa, from what we're hearing, you know, he's putting in four hours of, of English every single day for the yeah. past two weeks. He's going to keep going. They're hoping he's going to be fluent before the end of the season. They're hoping he's going to be get, getting his ideas across to his players quicker than that. And um, I think my, my point is that this guy is throwing his life into this club. That's you know, what he does throughout his career. That's he's, what he he's does. He's already thrown himself mm. um, headfirst into this job. He's working every hour of the day that mm. he can without passing out with <laughs> sleep deprivation on making this team his team. And this is before so, he's even arrived in the absolutely, country. Absolutely, he's not well. even in the country yet. He's mm. due to arrive on Sunday morning. Um, and I think we just have to give him patience. Mm. You know, I think if you look at those first three games Stoke at home Derby away Rotherham at home if, you know, if it, let's say we pick up no more than three points from those first three games people can't stop panic can't start panicking no, we have all. to give him time I mean mm-hmm. we can't be looking at a situation whereby at the end of September people are calling for this guy's head yeah cannot happen there's too much money tied up with this appointment we have to get the next appointment right Radrazani's put a lot of money into it I'd be, I'd be amazed if we don't see a lot of money going into players this summer to back up that appointment. Otherwise, mm. it, it becomes pointless anyway. I think you've got to back him with the right signing. So, and you would have thought he'd have, he'd have agreed to come Absolutely, without yeah. getting these assurances. So, so, so my, my point is, we need to be patient, and I think it's a very, very tough start. Mm. You know, we've um, our our data uh, unit team um, as a part of our central team at Reach PLC. They've looked at the numbers, they've crunched the statistics, mm. and statistically on paper. Leeds have got the hardest start of the entire division. You know they are That's facing it. more of the higher ranked sides than anybody else in the league. So people have to bear that in mind. So it, you know over the course of time, the, the, the campaign will even itself out as it always does. You know, I mean, yeah. at the, the end of the day, we're playing everyone twice. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and I think that's where the, the fixtures thing does get a little bit hyped up. But yeah. um, but I think you're right. I think it's quite right to look at the start of the season, see how hard it is, and realise that Bielsa's got the best part of six weeks. Mm. to impart his wisdom upon this side and it, it, it's really not going to be easy but I suppose the way you, you, we shouldn't want to look at it is to, to start the season with a bang and you know there's no mm. point starting off with, with a few easy fixtures let's just go straight in there and see where the, where the, where the team's at and of course um, that's what happened last year you know Leeds in September top of the table flying yeah. absolutely flying the expectations get raised Yeah. Um, so you're just sort of like the inverse of, of what you're talking about there Um just um, scanning, scanning further over the fixtures, sort of the, the next bit I was going to look at is the, the festive period, which yes. looks a bit kinder on paper to Leeds. Hopefully it could be a good, a good Christmas. Um, starting off sort of the, uh, on the 22nd of December, it's away at Aston Villa, which sounds daunting, but I don't think we know what sort of state Aston Villa are going to be in by then. no idea. Because by all accounts, no the, the money has run out there, um, or well, more than run out. Mm. Um, they're going to have to be getting rid of a lot of players, so they could be significantly weakened. Yes. Still questions over Steve, Steve Bruce. Bruce is going to be there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, that could end up being, you know, uh, certainly a winnable game. They, they only lost um, 1-0 last season. So 
uh, that could you know hopefully get the uh, the festive period off to to a good start. It's Blackburn Rovers at home on Boxing Day, Hull City at home on the 29th of December. Um, two two winnable games. You'd think there. I mean, it's it's hard obviously at this point. You know. Teams haven't completed their summer spending, so we, it's a lot of speculation. Not much travelling around, though. That's the point. Exactly, the yeah. Fans. So that's that's good for the fans. Um, the New Year's Day, um, Nottingham Forest away again. It, it, every, every year it seems to be Nottingham Forest that, away. The penny just dropped that it was that last last season, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Forest away I, New Year's Day because Luke Ayling injured himself. That, that's right. Yeah, but every every year, I'm sure it's Is either it Boxing really? Day or New Year's Day. We it's uh, it's it's away at Forest, so. Um, that's a familiar trip for most uh, not too fans. much driving though is it like your point no it? not too much so driving so that's good for the fans. Um, yeah so you know that, that's, that's always welcome especially on the festive period and you would have thought by that point in the season all being well mm. Bielsa still in post and, and, and he's been able to employ the progression that he wants to that's see it, you would have yeah. thought by that point they're going to be firing on all cylinders hopefully everything's clicking his, his methods are getting through to players yeah. they're getting used to this system mm. the only potential worry um, because there's obviously so many games in such a short period mm. We know that Bielsa does like a small squad, and we know that he does demand yeah. absolutely Herculean work yes, rate from his players. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the other thing to keep an eye on then, is how fresh will the squad be there? I've, I've, I've read and watched a lot of things over the past few days from people who, who are in the know, who have dealt with Bielsa in the past, who know his body of work very well, they know the way he mm-hmm. likes to work, and a lot of them say the common theme is that the one worry they've got about a Bielsa appointment is the level of work involved and how long the championship season is. Um, people, people have said, I think Tim Vickery in particular, the BBC South American football expert, he has said himself on, on two or three occasions in the past week with various pieces he's written and appeared on, on camera, is saying that if a football season was six months or four to six months, Bielsa would win every division in the world because... If he gets it right, it works mm. wonderfully for that period of time. But towards it. the end the, of the campaign, as it was with Athletic Bilbao when they failed in those cup finals they were in, it can fall away quite drastically if the players are tired. And we understand he wants to work with quite a tight, small squad. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's all ifs and buts. It's very hypothetical what we're talking about. But you, you do look at the back end of the season, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few moments, and you do wonder sort of where Leeds are going to be in the division and how fresh they're going to feel. Yeah, I mean, backing up what you said there about if season was six months long obviously when he when he kicked off his coaching career in Argentina uh, Newell's old boys they, they have the, the split seasons there and that's Do where they? his titles came okay. yeah so um, the the format there the, the champions of the first half play the champions of the second half I'm with you so um, yeah that's you know it, it, I think it was his first season at Newell, Newell's he, they went up to a blistering start won the yeah. league and then really dropped off and you know, sort of mid-table from the, over the second half yeah. but um yeah, that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Um, let's have a let's have a um, fast forward down to towards the end of the season, when hopefully Leeds are in the promotion mix if all is, is going to plan. Uh, the last game is away at Ipswich Town, a uh, long way for promotion it's a long party. Trip, yeah, it's a very long trip. <laughs> um, last home game, Villa. Last yeah, that's, that, that could I mean, be huge. That could be really big. I mean, again, we we don't know what state Leeds or Villa are going to be in, but you think if you're basing it on last season, assuming yeah. Leeds are. Mm. Are going to fare better? Yeah, that Villa side obviously got to the playoff final. I mean, that could be an enormous final home game of the season. That could be tasty. Yeah, should be should be a cracking atmosphere. Um, there's also in the, in the last month of the season, like so Birmingham City uh, and Preston leads away to both of those. Um, Sheffield Wednesday on the 13th of April. That's uh, that's a big derby. Obviously, Wednesday did the double last over Leeds last season. season yeah. um, so Leeds will be. I think that's the first time Sheffield Wednesday done the double over Leeds for. I think it's in the 1960s or something. Really? So. Um, Scores to settle there. Um, Wigan as well at Ellen Road. That's the penultimate game at Ellen Road on the 19th of April. 
Um, they're obviously one of the teams who came up last year, so you'd hope it was a, a slightly easier fixture. But um, yeah, all in all, I say it, it is a lot of speculation. Um, but that's you know that's the only way you can, you can look at the mm. uh, the fixture release now. But um, you know, at least it means that we can all start up planning our lives there. Really, um, yeah. I mean, and, we, and obviously, all of this comes with the caveat is that Sky Sports will inevitably move exactly. half of Leeds' fixtures yeah. this season. I think that'll so, be a popular. Uh... <laughs> so it's um, it's a big caveat with all of this, but I think they can only move it so, so much around. So it's going to be a few days here and there. So, so at least we know the general pattern exactly. of the season. Yeah, and, you know, like we say, it's going to be a very very tough start. Um, I would think you know, a, a glimpse at the, at the end of the season. You know, it looks a slightly more favourable. There's a few more teams there that finished a little bit lower down the championship. Wigan, of course, came up from League One, Ipswich. How on earth are they going to fare without Mick McCarthy? Paul Hurst is Paul completely very well respected at the championship. So he's, he had a, the season of his life at Shrewsbury Town last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all ifs and buts, and this is obviously the best part of a year into the, into the future. So who knows where Leeds are going to be, where Marcelo Bielsa is going to be, <laughs> exactly. and, and where these other teams are going to be. Yeah, um, obviously on uh, Leeds-Live.co.uk, we've we've done a lot of analysis over the fixtures. Um, we've also got you can download the fixtures onto your phone. So if, if you go on there, you should be able to see it all. As Baron did mention, though, remember that Sky Sports, I'm, I'm sure, are going to move plenty of these matches. So plenty, before you yeah. before you go booking all your train tickets. Um, keep that in mind the first game against Stoke of course has already been moved that's you know, right yeah case in point you know, that, that, that game will be on the Sunday of the, of the opening weekend at 4.30 so that, that will inevitably put Sky Sports that's it yeah I think um, I've got the, uh, the Sky Sports uh, opening weekend fixtures here actually um, it's a bit of interest on the Friday night it's Reading v Derby County obviously Frank Lampard's bow but, uh, yeah. as the, uh, the Derby boss there should be quite interesting um, on the Saturday Sheffield United v Swansea so it's another one of the relegated teams in Swansea that we'll be having a look at there the Monday night is Hull v Villa so again we've, we've talked about Villa we don't really know what's going to be uh, going on there then there was also a Tuesday night fixture as well um, I think that's because of the because uh, of the test match taking place at Trent Bridge we've got Nottingham Forest against West Brom so we've seen all the relegated teams on Sky um, plus a couple of the, the, the big hitters like Villa and Leeds um, I mean, I'd expect them all to get a lot of TV coverage this year. I think yeah. Leeds, um, you know, it's all good for the bank balance. Leeds, Leeds were one of the most, if not the most, televised team in the Championship last year. Um, none, of, the way none of those sides that have come down strike you as, 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 a, as, as sides that are going to compete with the Leeds on a fan base level. Oh, no. Leeds, Leeds so. have got that stature yeah, still. Yeah. They, they and Villa, you would think, would, would remain the biggest TV draws. Yeah. And whoever else sort of materialises as Championship contenders. Yeah, I think so. But... So yeah, so um, if you head over to leeds-live.co.uk, you'll be able to find out all our all our analysis there. We've, we've dug deep into uh, into all the fixtures, so uh, to take a look there. Um, moving on from that, it's um, it's been a quiet week the last week because we haven't had any um, ridiculously ambitious managerial appointments this week. Um, so it, it was a funny one really, because obviously Friday Bielsa came, yeah, and I think um, after that happened, there was sort of amongst the Leeds fan base, there was just a collective sigh of relief when it happened. Yes. That it hadn't fallen through at the last minute. They'd got him. Um, I think everyone just went and enjoyed the weekend. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they, I, I they get just, that impression. The sun was out, the World Cup was on. It's like, all oh, right, we don't need to worry we about this anymore. Now. Yeah. Um, but we've had a few drips and drabs this week. Um, Felix Viedvald, he's gone. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we all can, yes, to be I, honest. Yes, I can, Joe, yes. Um, yeah, so he's, um, the club have offloaded him to Eintracht Frankfurt. It's, it's a permanent move, um, undisclosed fee, which... I can't imagine it would be a massive one after his uh, no, trials and tribulations last Magic season. Gomez went to Sochor the other day and, and that was a, a nominal fee. It was described mm. as by the club. So I, I would think it's very similar to Felix. I think 
the impression we're getting is that Bielsa does like to work with a very small squad. Leeds have got a, for anybody that knows Leeds, has got quite a large um, collection of, of senior pros. A lot came in last summer. Of varying degrees of quality. So I think there are going to be um, more outgoings than incomings this summer. Viedval uh, is obviously certainly one of those that was targeted for, uh, for a departure. Hasn't played since that miserable night at Middlesbrough. I, I will never forget that evening because it was bitterly bitterly cold I can't remember being that cold especially whilst, whilst working so um, that was arguably the night where the playoff push really really failed and, and fell away last year and, and Felix did make one or two very very bad mistakes that night so he never got another look in and I think it was pretty clear going forward that even if they're going to continue with Bailey as number one Lonergan is probably the preferred choice as a, as a steady dependable number two so Felix was never going to get a look in Obviously a German who's only been in, in the country for a year. It was always going to be a little bit easier for him to, to move back to his native homeland. I'm sure he was always going to be happy and open to that option. So he, he's now gone. That's one less player on the wage bill. Um, I think the likes of Vernon and Anita are sort of certainly being sort of um, offered around at the moment. Pavel Sabitsky, um, Lonergan himself may well look to maybe move and finally get get a little bit of first-team football before he retires somewhere. Yeah, he may well need to drop down to League One perhaps, but... Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm led to believe that Anita and Sabitsky are certainly um, the next two who may be on the on, on the production line uh, mm-hmm. towards the exit at Ellen Road. And also Marcus Antonsen has been heavily linked That's with Russia, right. yeah. where uh, Massimo Cellino is obviously in charge. So. There's more to come, but I don't think anybody's yeah. surprised about Felix. He, no, had, he had no future at Ellen Road. That's right, and um, you know he did lost the crowd, hadn't he? And even before the Middlesbrough yeah. game, I think it was the the, uh, the Brentford game. I think even though they won, he made a couple of mistakes, and uh, yeah, the crowd on his back. Yeah. So I think that was the game where the, uh, the the Leeds fans halfway through started singing "We're Going Up" as champions and just turned yeah, the tide of the game Bristol completely. City as well was and Bristol City was like that as well. So. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, it's it's best move for all concerned, really. I don't I think, think so. Yeah, I think for he's, he's in terms got a of him, three-year contract out of it, he's still got some exactly. job security. He's you know he's he's, he's hardly going to be uh, going to be going um, looking around for money. He's he's clearly going to be absolutely fine uh, working wise, and, he, and he's in his mm. homeland. I'm sure his family is he's, pleased to be back home as well. Yeah, so uh, all the best to Felix. But it um, does mean Leeds will now need to bring in a keeper. You'd have thought um, with. Uh, I mean, Bailey did, did nothing wrong last year no. at all. He um, did all that was asked of him when he came in mm. um, for Viedval against Wolves. Mm. Um, you know, he really looked the part. But I don't think he's at the level yet where he can be the, the uncontested number one there. Uncontested so, being the right word. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, there to be compete with somebody else. Angus Gunn's been the name that's, that's branded around there. Um, by putting two and two together, knowing the relationship he also has with Pep Guardiola. Yeah, you'd have you'd thought, have thought. There's, even, there's an even better chance now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we'll, we'll be keeping our eyes peeled for that one. Um, and as he said, I think this this could be the first of quite a few departures yeah. over over the coming days there. Um, so so we'll see what happens there. Um, finally, let's let's have a quick chat about the World Cup. Um, Baron, what did you make of the England game the other day? Um, relief, uh, a little bit like Leeds fans. That sigh of relief about Bielsa. Yeah. I think it was a, it was a massive sigh of relief when um, when the, when the full time whistle went. There was a, there was definite volume in my living room when <laughs> uh, when, when when Harry Kane scored the winner. I thought we looked okay. I thought we started very, very well. Um, as, as as everybody has said, I thought we were a little bit flat at times in the second half, and it it did seem to fall into that pattern of so many England games at tournaments against weaker opposition, where mm, we've seen we've seen passing that it around before. for passing mm. sake, not really quite making the inroads. The opposition suddenly improving by about fifty percent, man to man, able to string passes together, defend uh, niggly little fouls falling over. The, the referee didn't seem to give much our way. It was just. It just very, very much felt like an archetypal England tournament game. But um, for Kane to score there, I think 
which is so important for keeping that bubble inflated. It's been there's been so much optimism, uh, realism about England's chances, and I think if they'd drawn that game going into Panama, where they were expected to win, going then going into a very very tough Belgian game, I think it just would have fallen flat. Unfortunately, I think yeah. the press would have would have become a little bit more uh, acidic in their coverage. Um, so I think it was very very important. And now we we've got a very good chance of winning the group if we can go and beat Panama. It'd be a playoff with Belgium, you would think. I think yeah, that's what it'll come down to. Um, obviously, Panama's on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon. Mm. Um, I'd say I think yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the England performance. Um, some some bright pots. The the, the first twenty five minutes they were, they were excellent. And uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek really impressed me as well when he yes, came on. Yeah. So mm. with uh, with Deli Ali having a bit of a thigh problem, perhaps we'll see him from the start. Which uh, yeah, you wouldn't be surprised, which, especially in the weaker opposition. Yeah, and um, I think I think with the Panama game. I think it's sort of patience that they, they need here. So they're obviously a, a weaker team, but they're an old team, Panama. So yeah. wear them um, down look, slowly. Wear them. I mean, you know, they, they went in nil nil at half time against Belgium. So you know, wouldn't yeah. be too surprised if, if the same thing happens. And then you know, England can call on the likes of you know Marcus Rashford mm. um, off the off the bench. And then I think you know they can they can have a field day against them. Um, but from a Leeds United point of view, um, Leeds actually had their first player playing a World Cup game since two thousand and six. Depressing. I know it is. Um, good old Eddie Lewis and uh, Rui Marquez back <laughs> in the day. Um, Pontus Janssen was. Um, it was a bit of a surprise start for Sweden um, for their first game against South Korea. Um, Victor Lindroff of, uh, of Manchester United fame. He was taken ill the night before the game. Yeah. So we weren't really expecting Pontus to start, but he came to the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, did his job. Clean sheet. That's had a, had a couple of chances for, at goal. Yeah. Um, looked the part. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see if he um, keeps his place there. They've got yeah. Germany on Saturday night. It's not going to be an easy game. No, Either the Germans will be. Off, you know, with his standing as a Manchester United player, you'd think he may well get the nod to come back in. I think um, Pontus isn't the sort to, to sort of spit his dummy out. I think he, he fully mm. know he's, he's well aware that he's a backup option. So yeah. interesting to see. I mean, like you say, I mean, he kept a clean sheet, so there's no real reason to drop yeah. Pontus. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm not too. Uh, in sync with with uh, the Swedish public's opinion on Victor Lindelof or Pontus Janssen and whether there'd be uproar if Lindelof wasn't brought back in. But um, Granqvist obviously has to stay in the tie. You know, he's, yeah. he's scored the winner from the penalty spot, so he's mm. clearly first choice. So we'll have to wait and see. But, um, no, but even if even if we, we find out that Pontus only has this one game at the entire tournament, it seems like it went down quite well. Mm. From what we've what we've we've heard, Pontus told local media that um, that Andrea Radrazani, the Leeds United owner, actually. Actually, rang Pontus. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Got in that. touch with him, went out of his way of his busy schedule to contact the only Leeds United player at the World Cup and make it clear how proud he was. So, um, interesting one that. I mean, I think it gives us a little bit of a glimpse into Andrea's uh, opinion of Pontus. Um, clearly likes him still, you know, clearly finds him important enough to, to mm. ring him. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens over the course of the summer. Pontus was always the one that people have talked about as being a saleable asset at Leeds United. Could raise a bit of money if they needed it. But certainly been Premier League interest, hasn't they, reported? Yeah, West Ham, Southampton. And obviously, Google Translate clearly just can't get grips with the with Swedish because we all keep getting the wrong messages from Pontus. So, it, yeah. so he says. <laughs> so, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but um, no, it, it's, it's very positive that he had that one appearance. It's very nice to see that Andrea's been in touch. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully, he plays against Germany. Yeah, it'll be, be a good old game that on Saturday night. Germany they lost to Mexico, and that was quite an interesting game because obviously um, Bielsa's influence looms large on the Mexican team. Um, mm. You know, he had, he played such a big role in um, the, com- the the country's youth setup, uh, and certainly the performance um, 
I don't, I don't know if you watched the Germany game. I was, I was. Watching, I didn't know I was away. I was watching bits and bobs because I was trying to move house, but I was there. Uh... Asorio is is what is somebody who was actually he's actually mentioned Belsky yeah, quite a lot in his presence. Yeah. He actually brings him up. But the style of play though, they were pressing, they were harrying this this German team with obviously much technically much better yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a bit interesting that. So I'd um, I'd recommend Leeds fans if. Uh, Keep an eye on this group. So I think yeah. if we can watch Pontus on Saturday night, watch the Mexico game as well. From what I've read, Mexico were very, like I said, I didn't see the game, but from what I've read, Mexico were mm. very good. Yeah, they, were, they did look good. The bits I saw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've got that on the Saturday night. We've got England on Sunday. So yeah, good little weekend of football. Piers uh, is due to arrive on Sunday morning, so we're, we're expecting mm. to hear from him sort of next week at some stage. There'll be a, a press be conference early so next week. Yeah, we'll finally hear from him in a Leeds tracksuit, um, and then hopefully we, we may well. Um, get to see a bit of him training, but that's that's to be confirmed. But yeah, he's he's due to fly in on on Sunday morning, from what yeah. we understand, and he'll get straight to work. Yeah, it should be fascinating. That um, I'm really looking forward to his first press conference. It's uh, I don't think it's going to be a short one. We're we're ready for an epic. I, I think, think we're going to have to take we're expecting uh, the world's media there. Well, yeah, the world's media are going to be there, and he's he's renowned for these three four hour press conferences. Yeah. So we're going to have to take supplies. Take he gives everybody the, uh, the the time of day. Yeah, you know, he, he's not somebody who who shirks lesser publications. He doesn't grant one on one interviews, so he knows that. Um, I think that's in his contract. He gives, oh, it is, yeah. yeah. He, he'll be doing no one-on-one. So I don't know how that works with Sky Sports and their exclusive TV that's, coverage that's with, with their tunnel interviews. Yeah. But, um, no, I think, I think that as a part of that, he then makes sure that at press conferences, everybody that is there has their questions answered and mm-hmm. as long as it takes, as long as it takes. Yeah. So there'll be an interpreter, so it takes a little bit longer to yeah. get, get questions and answers <laughs> back. But um, I think the, it's live blog be will, the live blog will be required viewing. Yeah. Um, anybody that... Uh, that wants to follow the, the press conference question by question, and we'll have we'll have full and live coverage of it when it happens next week. Exactly, yeah, and um, yeah, we'll also uh, I'm sure we'll be recording a podcast uh, not long afterwards. Oh, uh... there's going to be so much to pick out of that. I mean, it, I'm fascinated. Like you say, yeah. it's just it's just fascinating to see what first impression he's going to make yeah, and the stuff yeah. he's going to say. And as you said, the, literally the world's the eyes of yes. the world's media are going to be on Earth. I think, I, I think anybody who isn't on World Cup duty will be yeah. trying to at least get to that press conference. I think it's. I think there's a lot of interest from the French media, of course, because of the mm-hmm. the cloud he left Lille under late last year. So I think there's a lot of unanswered questions there. And as I've just said, he doesn't do one-on-one interviews. So this is going to be the French mm. press's first opportunity to actually question him yeah. on what happened at Lille. So it, it will be interesting and... Um, I just think it's going to be fascinating to finally put a a body to everything we've heard about this exactly. guy. We're actually going to see him in the flesh and see these characteristics come out and see how how he plans on making his you know master plan work at Leeds United. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of really interesting, genuinely curious questions yeah. about about what he's going to do. This good, what he thinks of the players, why he took the job, who he's going to buy. What's he going to do to the training ground? You know, there was talk of bungalows at Lille, so God mm. knows what he's going to do at Thorpe Arch. Because we know he's had his hands on the blueprints. He has, at, yes. At he's, um, I think the Leeds United hierarchy mm. were immensely impressed that when they actually That's first great. sat down with him, he had the blueprints to a a small training ground in, in West <laughs> in Yorkshire. Near Weatherby, yeah. It's, um, it's in, absolutely fantastic. In his Argentinian home. So, I mean, it's, I wouldn't know where you go about getting that kind of stuff, but clearly he's got contacts at yeah. the City Council. Maybe, but, um, <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, so we've got all that to look forward to next week. Obviously, we'll be giving you all the coverage you could possibly need there here at Leeds Live. Um, and as I said, stop by now um, for all, all the latest on the fixtures um, to see what you're doing for the next uh, 10 months there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to draw your attention to was um, we had a really good piece looking at Bielsa um, from uh, Chris Taylor, or as he's known on Twitter, at LUSE Data. Phenomenal piece. This is a, it's a really long read. It's really worth your time, though. He, he delves into Bielsa's background, what shapes his career, 
um, and has a really in-depth look at the tactics, how he'll, what he's done in the past, how he'll try and use them at Leeds United, where the players will fit in. Um, just go and read it. I think if you're going to read one piece on the tactics that Bielsa has shown and what he'll bring at Leeds United, it's that. So, it really uh, is a great piece of work. And to yeah. say that he's just a freelancer, you know, it really is fantastic dedication from him to mm. go in there and dig out all that exactly. statistical information that you can find. I mean, it, it's a brilliant read and it's worth four or five minutes of your time. Exactly. So when you've got... Uh, Put your feet up at the weekend, you know, after the after the Sweden game. Have a read of that. That's uh, sounds like a good weekend for me. That. Um, so yeah, that's all we've got time for here. Then, if you want to um, subscribe to the podcast on uh, on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and the like, uh, rate and review us. That'd be much appreciated. Um, if you can also get in touch, let us know uh, any any feedback you've got here. We're all ears. Uh, you can get us on at Live Leeds United on Twitter, or you can get uh, Baron at Baron Cross and myself at Joe Mewis. Uh, we'd love to hear from you but um, until early next week when all the fireworks start with Bielsa uh, that's all we've got time for so cheers thanks for stopping by